Hey everybody, it's Shift Church, and maybe any guests that's listening to this online, we are so pumped that you're here listening to this, and we know the last few weeks, last couple weeks have been a little crazy. Um, churches are doing online stuff, um, uh, they're doing some things that they're, we're, a lot of us aren't really used to doing, and um, like me speaking in front of a camera and not in front of people, that's weird. So we thank you so much, and if this is awkward, um, just know that I'm awkward anyway. Um, but I want to ask you this question. Have you ever asked, asked yourself, maybe not in these exact terms, but maybe in some term, um, like, why don't I see God move around me? Or um, why don't I see the fingerprint of God and what he's doing around me? Like, I, here recently, I um, read this story from another pastor friend of how, how he was putting his kids to bed, him and his wife was putting his kids to bed, and, um, you know, the, norm, the normal thing, you know, what kids do is they try to do any way, anything possible to distract from having to go to bed, right? They may ask a bazillion questions. They may ask, hey, I'm still hungry, or, you know, whatever. Like, they have, and this is what his kids were doing. They were asking him questions and questions so they didn't have to go to bed. And, and, and one of his kids asked him, hey, can we go see, I want to see the fingerprints of God on the earth. You know, those holes in the ground where when God formed the earth, he grabbed it and he spun it for the first time. And so this pastor in that moment said he was about to go into scientific ground, how that's not how it works and this is how actually how it happened. But and the Holy Spirit stopped him. And he, he asked this question to himself of, when was the last time I asked to see the fingerprint of God around me? And see, that's... that's what I've been wondering, maybe not asking that exact question, but God, especially in the season that we've been in, is God, where are you? Where are you moving? Like, how are you moving? Like in that moment, I'll be getting after hearing that story. I'm like, you know what? I want to have faith like this child, and I want to. I just want to ask God. I want to, God. I want to see your fingerprint. I want to see what you're touching around me. And and then I read this. Um, I read this passage. Um, uh, our our friend King David. Um, he's an Old Testament guy. He 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 pinned this down in the book book they wrote in the book of Psalms, and he he wrote to us. He really wrote to the Lord, but he wrote to us, you know, expressing where he was and what was on his mind. He's one like David's one of my favorite characters because one minute he's like, "God, you're so majestic, you're so wonderful," and the next chapter he's like, "God, where are you?" Like that's kind of where we are, right? Like one minute we're celebrating God, and then something happens. God, where are you? But this is one of those good moments. And he and he says in the eighth chapter of that, starting in verse one, he says, O Lord, our Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. Your majestic name fills the earth. Like it's automatic, like it's there. Like God's working all around us, but but do we see it? Your name is already there. Like Isaiah says, your name and your renown is the desire of our soul. Like it's his name. It is just ushering through the, king, through the, through the earthly kingdom, right? Then it goes on to say, Your glory is higher than the heavens. You have taught children and infants to tell of your strength, silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. And then verse 3 says, When I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you set in place. Like, he mentions there the fingers of God, like literally the fingers of God placing things in heaven. Like just think the creator of the universe, like with his hands and with his with speaking, just said, here, 
here's the universe, here's creation, here's everything. You know, and, the, and it, it, like when I read that after hearing the story of the pastor, I'm like, man, that's it. That's my prayer. God, let me see your finger. Let me see your fingerprint across what you're doing in this season, maybe even in the past where you've been faithful in the past. Maybe just remind me, show me what you're doing. And, and here's the thing, like, you get to be careful sometimes with the things that you pray. You with me? Like, sometimes you have to be careful. Because the things you that God God is going to answer your prayer, and so the fast forward this whole story, you know, I've been praying to God. Let me see your fingerprint. Let me see what you're doing in this world. Let me let me see your fingerprint on what you're doing around me. And me and Zane and Lyric, we we went to the grocery store. We went to Aldi, and Aldi. You can thank me later for the for the um, for the advertisement here. But we're in Aldi and. Yeah, I have my phone out for the calculator because I'm on a budget. I can't get it. I can't spend so much money. So, so here I am stopping in things. And Lyric, like she's been doing for weeks, has been is asking me questions. Dad, what does it mean to be to be to be a believer? What does it mean about if you're not a believer? What happens? Like here she is. I'm trying to numbers, trying to figure out if this egg is a good frost, which it is a good frost. Let me just say. Okay, and here I am. I'm just giving her short answers. Lyric, this, this is it. This is it. This is stopping by being distracted from the fingerprint of what God's doing around me. Right? I, I get up to the counter, uh, you know, and still, mind you, I've been praying, God, show me what you're doing. Show me your fingerprint. What have you? What are you touching around me? And and I get there, and there's this lady there that can't, that couldn't. For her groceries, she gets there and realizes she has nothing. And I said, "I got you, girl." I'm like, "There it is. God showed me how work. He's working for me to help this lady out." You know, thought it was something simple like that. And and so we, meanwhile, Lyric is still bombarding me with questions, right? And um, I'm trying to pay. She's asking me questions. We're trying to load things back into the car and get it organized to put in the truck. And she's bombarding me with questions. And we get out to the car, we get it loaded, I get the buggy back to the thing, get my quarter back from from the from the buggy and get I get back in the car and Lyric's asking me questions and I pause for a second. It's like the Holy Spirit said, Just stop and listen. You've been praying for God to show you the fingerprint, his fingerprint, what he's been doing. And you're allowing everything else around you to distract you from the thing that's sitting right in front of you. Right now, right in front of you, you who are listening, God's fingerprint is on something, and we are so distracted with everything else going around the world. Maybe it's with our fear, maybe with something with our family, maybe it's uh, maybe it's this whole epidemic that's going around. I don't know what it is, but we're all distracted from something God has His hand on right in front of us. The fingerprint of God is right in front of us, and we're so distracted. And that, that's what that the Holy Spirit just spoke to me in that moment while I'm sitting back in, in my truck. Turn around and talk to him. So I turned around to Lyric and I said, Hey Lyric, this is what salvation is. This is what salvation looks like. This is, you know, this is your it's your choice. It's, you know, this is this is what salvation is. This is what Jesus did for you. I know you've been taught that. Um, but here's 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 how it works. And and in my truck in the Aldi parking lot, Lyric decided to say yes to Jesus. Even and then, even in my excitement of saying her saying yes to Jesus, I was so distracted.
distracted from what and my heart broke. The very thing that I've been I was been praying for, not only as a parent, but as just a believer of seeing God move, I let the things around me distract me from what he was actually doing. You know, distractions are a weapon of our enemy. They're a weapon of Satan. See, he doesn't have to lead us as believers to some gross sin or some lead us into temptation of some sort or make us make backslide. All he has to do is distract us. Distract us from what God is doing around us. Right? Because, like, you know, there's all there's there's stories all throughout the Bible of, of the enemy trying to distract us. One of the things I think about is like Nehemiah when Nehemiah was building the wall, the walls of Jerusalem had fallen, and some of the opposing cities knew that the walls were almost complete. It says it said that everything except for the gates had been put up. And here's Nehemiah working on the wall, right? And the enemy sends the messengers, "Hey, come speak to us on the plain of Ono," right? Which if the place is called Ono, that probably means Ono, oh don't go there. Okay. And, and the enemy says, hey, Sanballat and some other dudes want to talk to you over here on the plains of Ono. And, and in that moment, Nehemiah had, had the choice to let it, let him be, be distracted by that and go meet with him. Not knowing, not knowing well, probably knowing, but unaware that their, their plot was to get rid of him. Right? And he, he made this statement to, to these messengers, basically saying, I can't come down. Why should I stop what I'm doing? Why should I allow you to distract me from what God has me doing, what God's doing, to come down to you? And sometimes I feel like we we choose the opposite, right? We allow the distractions to distract us from the fingerprint of God and what God's doing in and around us, right? But this, because distractions are, are, are a weapon of the enemy, of Satan. He doesn't have to lead us to some sin. All he has to do is distract us. Because distractions steal your purpose. You and I have a purpose. And the enemy uses distractions to steal that purpose. If he can get you distracted from God's purpose in your life, he, he, if he can get you distracted from the call that God has on you to go and make disciples, share your story, what you know, your call as a believer, then he doesn't have to worry about the kingdom of God growing. Right? He's trying to distract you from your purpose. And we have to learn how to fight through the distraction. And to fight through the distraction, here's the one thing that I want you to know. That's this. We must set our minds up. Some verses say, some verses you can look at, they look into the hills where our help comes from. Right? Then there's this, this verse in Colossians, Paul, Paul, who could have been easily distracted, wrote, wrote this, our, friend, our friend Paul wrote this to the church at Colossae when he said, in chapter 3, verse 2, he says, Set your minds on the things above. Look to heaven. Think of, think of what's going on in heaven. Set your minds on things above. Look to God. Look to the hills. Look to where your help comes from. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Because sometimes when we set our, I'm going to say sometimes, but all the time when we set our minds on things of earth, 
we're distracted from the one God. Just like I was so distracted in the grocery store and getting the numbers right that I was missing what God was doing my daughter You and I have a choice today to keep looking and setting our minds on the things of this earth, what's going on around us, being fearful, or we can look up, look to the things above, look to God, and just, just live in joy, knowing that no matter what happens around us, we can see God move, whether it be addictions still being broken, sons and daughters becoming children of Jesus. Whatever the story is, whatever it is that's affecting you, we've got to set our minds on this. We quit allowing the enemy to steal our joy and steal our view of God's fingerprints around us. Maybe you're sitting there with a co-worker or with family. And here's what well, after we set this down. And here's what I want you to talk about. Here's what I think that I think we all should talk about really is how have we allowed the enemy to distract us lately? How have we allowed the enemy to distract us? And then what steps are you going to take to start setting your mind on things today? And then I want you to pray. I want you to begin to pray, and I want you to mean it. I want you to pray for God to start showing up and showing out. If you start seeing his fingerprint on everything around you. Listen, guys, I love you. I miss you. Um, I can't wait. I don't know if by the time I post this if I've made any announcements yet, but I don't know. But I love you and miss you. can't wait to see you again, um, hopefully real soon. Um, but, yeah, love you guys. And I mean and if you call Shift Church home and you still want to give to Shift Church, the website is down here somewhere. All fancy like. Um, you still give to Shift Church. Um, yeah, I love you. Miss you. Don't be distracted. Look for the fingerprints of God around you. 